This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far-left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Sunday, March 8th. It's International Women's Day. This is episode 285. And I'm Dan Ellis. I should be Ryan Duffy. And I shouldn't be Ryan Duffy. I know that'd be weird. There should be only one. There can be only one. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to kill all the others. (laughs) I I, I got their email addresses and yeah. Uh huh. Good thing I shouldn't be one then. (laughs) So we didn't do a show last week because, because. Well, you got hit by a snowstorm. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I was like, why didn't we do one? That's right. Uh, I think Matt, you were busy with stuff and then it was snowing and it was snowing really hard here. We got a lot of snow. Yeah, Apparently not, you didn't get much. I didn't get like any. I didn't get any either. Wow. Like it was just the South Salt Lake area was just all lake funneled right snow. there. Yeah. Yeah. We had, we had a lot. We had probably six or seven inches on the ground and it stayed here for quite a while. Like there was enough snow that it stayed around on the ground for a while. It, I don't think it all melted away until just a couple of days ago. So yeah. And I haven't had snow in my yard for about two weeks and we hit 70 degrees yesterday. Yeah. I think yesterday was an all time high in the record books for temperature on March 7th or whatever the fuck. Take it was. that Jimmy Inhofe. Yeah. There's yeah, there, ain't there, no such thing as climate change. <laughs> they were going to have record lows next week. Oh really? No, I don't know. <laughs> no. I could see that happening. Well, I've, I've just been disappointed yet. Last week was supposed to be the first week of the men's league at Valley View. Okay. But it snowed yeah. on Sunday. So they had a bunch of snow still there on Tuesday. So we couldn't play. And it's been really warm yesterday and today's not too bad. It's a little rainy, but it's supposed to be shit weather on Tuesday again. So motherfuckers. Maybe no golf for me again yet this week. I'll just be waiting, waiting, waiting. Got to get the VR thing been excited mm. oh yeah you're are you still playing that much mm-hmm. yeah it's fun yeah i think it actually has helped my swing a little bit oh yeah because <laughs> i went it... to top golf yesterday and i killed everybody on irons oh well. i've only been to the top golf once so it, was, it was pretty fun yeah yeah locked it i still can't drive for shit but yeah hmm so what else have you guys been doing over the last couple of weeks well, i'm just playing with wood still yeah. just playing with some hard wood <laughs> and, juggling it in both hands and, yeah boy is it hard yeah i had wood all over my face <laughs> sarah took a picture of it uh-huh yeah and of the of the wood all over your face oh yeah i was just completely covered in wood yeah yeah like that gif of the of all the hot dogs being thrown at yeah the, at that person yeah. <laughs> yeah but i got some really interesting brain ideas uh and i told one buddy about it, he goes dude if you build that goes he's like i will buy it from you what is it? Uh, I want to build an ocean table. An ocean table. So build the table and carve the wood out. So you have like the, the in the waves, and then do the layered epoxy on it. So you get the gradient of a really dark blue at the bottom coming to a lighter blue at the top. Then you take white epoxy, and you literally just like blow it with a hair dryer, 
mm-hmm. and it creates bubbles and mm. little cool formations like, like foam it's and stuff. like it's the foam of the uh waves crashing. Mm. Mm. Well, that looks or sounds cool. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sounds gonna, like it will look cool. Yeah. I have it worked out in my head and I'm going to build the build the whole thing, make my own legs on the lathe and I got to I got to thought out my brains on how I'm going to do it. Hmm. Well, it sounds pretty so. nifty. Uh, I look forward to seeing With, the pictures of it. And the weather's getting nice enough to where I can clear everything else out of the garage and have more space to work in there. <laughs> Move the vet out. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I got garage space. And you, sir? Well, I mentioned I went to Top Golf. That was fun. Uh, helped my brother-in-law destroy his deck in the back. Uh, he's ripping it out and going to grade his lawn, uh, his backyard and get put in a lawn and all that stuff. Demo work is fun. Yeah. Some sort of. Sometimes. Um, and work, yeah. Fun and fancy. And you were doing a backsplash at your place? Oh, yeah. How do you know about that? Because you told us you were going to be finishing that. I I have not finished it. (laughs) Oh. Matt's like, oh, shit, I divulged a little too much about myself and now people know something. (laughs) Well, I just thought Danielle posted something maybe or something. (laughs) No, it was in your text about. Okay, yeah. When I was like, well, maybe we should just not bother with the show because I don't want you guys to have to drive in the snow and shit. And it mm-hmm. was snowing really bad here. So, Yeah, still working on that uh, backsplash. Mm. Now we have to buy a new faucet, too, because Danielle wanted to bleach the hard water stuff out of there, which I thought vinegar would work better, but I don't know. Yeah, I've so always she used put vinegar. bleach in a plastic bag and wrapped it around the thing or whatever and left it on there all night. And like ate it? Uh-huh. Destroyed it, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, bleach? I don't, yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, vinegar would be much better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would eat the deposits. We even use that on our fire trucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, uh, I've just been tinkering with stuff around the house, installed some new Google stuff, got the Nest yeah. Hello doorbell your, and Your shit. house got smarter. It was really cool. I really like <laughs> it a whole lot. I uh, got that and the new lock and some cameras that I still need to install. Um, but that's been fun. And then work has just been crazy. Um, I was supposed to travel in a couple weeks to D.C. for... I remember. You probably got hit with the same thing we got hit with. Some meetings and recently was told that they have canceled all travel for training and meetings. Same with us. Oh, yeah? Any class anybody had, canceled. Oh, yeah? COVID-19. Oh, no, it wasn't because of that. They said we were just not paying for training. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, us, uh, the travel, because it was just going to be a management level meeting, um... And so the it would have been under whatever budget threshold as far as approval higher up. And but that was recently canceled because of concerns about the virus. Yeah. And I, last I heard, it's supposed to be in full swing, like sometime in April, Ooh. which doesn't bode well for a lot of different things that I had planned yeah. going on. It makes it nicer. So. I don't think I've let our listeners know that uh, Dr. Garcia will be traveling here to Utah in the next couple of weeks and will be staying with me. He's coming into town uh, for a Oasis talk. Yeah. You know, the local Oasis group is bringing him into town and he'll be staying with me the weekend that he'll be doing that talk and will be joining us in studio in just a couple of weeks. So that will be nice. There was some 
worry that I may not be able to pick him up from the airport or take him back because I would be traveling for work. And now that is no longer a concern. Yep. <laughs> so, so that's good, I guess. Um, I will have to go and pick him up super early that Friday morning yeah. because his flight arrives at like 7.30 our time here, which means he leaves San Antonio at like 5.30, which means yeah. he's got to leave his house, and which is far away from San Antonio time. at yeah three or so, which... Yeah, it it'll be nice to see him. It's been it's been a minute since I've seen him, so that'll be nice. And then there's the American Atheists Convention coming up in April. That, gosh, who knows how the turnout's going to be this year just because of the virus. Or if they'll end up canceling. Like everything else is like like Coachella, South by Southwest got canceled. They're looking at canceling the fucking Olympics. Yeah, it's it's bad and getting worse. And a lot of that has to do with the current administration. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll talk more about that uh, when we get back from this little breaky. Okay. Okay. This is Dr. Hector Garcia, author of Alpha God and Sex, Power, and Partisanship, and you are listening to Godless Revolution. You really think that splashing magic water on Stewie will keep him out of hell? What's that kind of talk? Or you'll get your heathen head smacked. Oh, that's very Christian. Believe what I say or I'll hurt you. Now you're getting it. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. All right, so we ended the opening a little bit saying that we're, we kind of teased talking about the coronavirus, COVID-19. Oh, COVID-19. It's a, it's a Russian thing. Which is the, which is the name that they've given to this particular coronavirus this strain mm -hmm. yeah there are there are many different strains of coronavirus this one that is currently going around that everybody's very worried about and buying a shit ton of paper for mm -hmm. yeah. intended for shit ton of paper i guess <laughs> uh toilet paper uh is covid19 and it is causing a lot of freak out global freak out and panic and fear and concern i think it's because it's something new haven't seen it don't know how yeah. to fight it and we don't know a whole lot about it. And so it started off in China, which. Yep. From eating bats. Well, that's, I don't know if that's true or not that they were talking about that on Fox. Like it was, it, it apparently started from eating or being around some kind of animals and was then transmitted to humans. And then humans started transmitting it around. I don't know exactly where it started. It might have been bats, but well, because that that was kind of what they're like it's the weird food markets they have over there. Because the corona, the multiple strains of coronavirus, there exist ones that are in animals, ones that are in humans, and ones that animals and humans get. And this just so happens to be a new one. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know exactly. Like I, it, I, I don't know where you saw that or if that's accurate. I, I haven't seen that they've identified that it did start with bats. And I, I haven't seen that. That was kind of the ongoing joke for the first little while. Yeah. Well, and I know that some of the anchors on Fox, like Fox and friends and other stuff like that, were joking and being really racist about a lot of the things, you know, the, the, Oh, there are hungry people over there. They're, they'll eat whatever. Uh, and I mean, they do eat a lot of weird <laughs> foods, but being that yeah. they have a lot of open air meat markets, might not be good for sanitary A lot of people conditions. crammed into Probably, yeah. just different foods. A simpler. It's, yeah. yeah, it's different Rather foods. weird. Yeah. But I find a lot of foods weird. Yeah, well, Fucking yeah, you carrots. don't like vegetables. <laughs> Those are weird. <laughs> you and Grant don't like vegetables uh -huh. as well. Um, but so it's been, it's been causing some fear around. And like I said, it started off in China and 
part of the reason that it's the people are so scared of it is because the Chinese government initially kind of put a lockdown on the information that they were yeah, sharing. Yeah, as always. They're basically denying yeah. it was even going on. Yeah, an authoritarian regime didn't want to share all of the information they had about it because they thought that it would reflect poorly on the regime. That's what's happening here in America now because of our shithead fucking authoritarian yeah. dumbass president. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is only making people more afraid because they know that they can't trust what the administration is saying. Well, especially when you have the president sitting there and going, well, we're going to have a vaccine. I heard, uh, what, three months? And the guy from the CDC goes, oh, no, no, no. Um, maybe a year to a year and a half we'll have a vaccine, but not in three months. Yeah, well, I think what what is making it so much worse here is that we have a dipshit, ignorant, ill-informed, narcissistic dumbass who is running the country, who thinks that everything, that he has to put a positive spin on anything yeah. and everything, that he can't, and he's incapable of telling the fucking truth about anything, right? So he's worried that if the virus starts spreading around, which it's going to do, yeah. it's just a matter of time which, which before, he said it's, it wasn't. before it's spread all throughout the country, which to me, oh God, I don't even know where to start on this because <laughs> it's going to spread throughout the entire country, right? Yes. At which point... Anybody with half of a fucking brain will be able to look back at some of the things this president has said about it. Recently, he said that it is completely contained, that yep. it's not going to spread, that we're going to have <laughs> a, a, a vaccine, a vaccine in a few months. within a few months, that we and are going to have millions of, of test kits available for people. All of this stuff that is just, it's fucking lies. And he's got a hunch that it's, it's, it's just way less than 1% mortality rate. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I lying, lying about the transmissibility, lying about the results when you get sick, lying about test case, test kits that are available. Yeah. I mean, it's just a steady stream of lies that are almost immediately contradicted. If not by people who are standing right fucking next to him, it's by other people in his administration. And so people are rightly freaking out about it because the president cannot tell the truth about it he is pathologically incapable of telling the truth he's a pathological liar yeah, yeah. <laughs> and in this country why would you want to go in and get checked to see if you have the virus because one you go in to get checked well you got to pay for that visit uh then oh shit you have the coronavirus you can't go to work for a month be like well no i yeah I, how am i going to feed my family? how am i going to feed right. my family how am i going to pay my mortgage how am i going to pay my bills if i don't get to go to work mm-hmm well, we don't care. And here's a big bill for this expensive test kit that we just fucking used on you mm -hmm. and have a fun day. Yeah. Yeah. Don't spread this around to anybody. Well, let's see. I, so, <laughs> yeah, that's that's just it, too, is that our health our healthcare system here is making things worse. Like this is pointing out all of the problems with this administration and the way that the that America handles healthcare for its citizens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can imagine the, if you were forced into quarantine at a government facility where you're all being quarantined, you get done with quarantine and like, oh yeah, go home. And here is your thirty thousand dollar bill. Yeah, and for then being our... quarantined <laughs> against your will. Yeah, and how are people going to pay for that? It's just, it's it's. I, I saw an interview with a woman, I watched it yesterday, I believe, who was a Trump supporter. Which and was saying it doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. She said it's, that she does not believe it even exists. That was also a church group at a Trump rally, if you didn't notice that part. Ah, uh, which to me, I'm baffled about why she would even say that it doesn't exist when even 
Fucko the clown is saying yeah. that it does exist, but yeah. he's downplaying the the concerns and risks associated even, even with it. Even that reporter brought that up to her. She's like, "No, the president says it exists. The CDC says it exists. The World Health Organization say it exists. Why don't you believe it?" And she's like, "Well, I just don't." Because <laughs> yeah. I can just make up reality in my yeah. own little head and live my life that yeah. way. Yeah, it's not real. The things they choose to not believe. Yeah. Well, and I, I wonder if her being religious plays into that yes. a lot. Like, mm-hmm. well, clearly God wouldn't do something. He said he's not going to wipe out, you know, a bunch yeah. of people anymore. So Again. he's going to take care of this. It wouldn't it wouldn't yeah. happen that way. It's definitely yeah. part of it. Because one of the guys that was in that thing was basically like, oh, no, we're just going to pray, pray it away. Like, we just get, we, we get God back in here and this virus will be gone. <laughs> uh, that would be... That would be a great way to test if prayer actually works, right? If, and if God is a benevolent, loving God well, who actually answers prayer. If well, you could get all of the religious groups together to all pray that COVID-19 stop within the next week, like we're all going to get together and pray that it is just eradicated. God will answer our prayers and take care of Well, us. maybe we just need to have those secret little vials around our, our, our necks with holy water in it that all those Catholics like. <laughs> oh, shit. And that reminds me, I need to actually send a response. I have been invited to uh, Sean McCraney's church. Oh. To, uh, he's having some event where he's gathered people of various Different. religious beliefs. Uh, to present to the audience over a couple days the case for their particular belief system and why it's better than any others that are out there and available. And he wants me to go and speak at that. And I'll probably end up doing it. It's supposed to be like the sometime around the early April. Like I think okay. it's the first weekend in April. But I will let you all know more details on yeah. that as I as I get them or have them available. He was be, a nice guy. That'll be put out on his channel. Yeah. Yeah, now and, he's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> and no. apparently that'll be broadcast out on his channel and his church has changed a bit since okay. I went there initially and he, he came in he here. He kind of went MIA for a little while, didn't he? Yeah, a little bit. And yeah, and I'm not entirely sure what's going on. This is We're early in the talks, but wanted to let you all know as mm. soon as I could. I was also invited – oh, man, I think we've already talked about this, that I was also invited to talk or to debate. Um, oh, the them again? Yeah. Yeah. James and Jeff again? Yeah. No. And that's not – yeah. I've, no. I'm just declining that. They and, don't want to have an honest conversation, so no. Yeah, it's just a waste of my – it's a waste of my time and anybody else's time that's there. Like, if if – they honestly believe that me showing up there only proves their point. Well, then they can go fuck themselves. Yeah. Like, why would I play into that at all? Then that's just mm. stupid. Mm. You should just say yes, then not show up and be so they can't use that. Be like, no, <laughs> your God does not have the. So if over I me. didn't show up, does that mean that you're wrong? wrong? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, I maybe I'll maybe I'll put that uh, in my next little email to to the pastor who's <laughs> organizing this whole deal. Um, Sorry, I got a sidetracked. Uh, what happens? We were we were talking about the virus and everything, and then I'm gonna go talk to Shun's church possibly. And now I've just lost our. Oh, whole I, I I I was segueing us by saying, <laughs> all those nice Catholic people I like to wear the holy water around their neck to protect them. All right. Good, good segue. (laughs) Because we have have this article uh, that comes from the Friendly Atheist. This is David Gee writing out on the Friendly Atheist blog for on Pathos. Uh, The headline says Catholic churches are removing holy water out of fear of spreading coronavirus. 
This was mm. from March 5th. It says, some Catholic churches are now removing access to holy water, which has been blessed by a priest to repel evil, to protect parishioners from coronavirus. You may have seen this image going around online, and it's a picture of a little piece of paper or placard that has been put on the holy water uh, like a basin. basin. Yeah, that's yeah. what I say. That just says, and it's from, looks like St. Mary's Cathedral. Oh, no, it's a font. Uh, yes, yeah, is the holy water removed temporarily to reduce the risk of spreading viral illness? Uh, writer David Gee says, I thought this was a one-off gag of sorts. I did too. But it's part of a growing trend. Many churches are taking precautions like this, and one of them is Old St. Mary's Catholic Church in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, and then it has a quote here that says, Holy water fonts were dry at many Catholic churches in Metro Detroit last weekend. Missing, too, was the customary sharing of wine from a community cup, which the Catholic faithful believe is the holy blood of Christ. Mm. So you can be bathed in the blood of Christ, but apparently it's not clean enough to wash away <laughs> wash away some, some viral illnesses. Some churches bypassed the customary handshake or embrace during the sign of peace and handholding during the recitation of the Our Father prayer. These need to wear gloves. At St. Mary's. Uh, or at St. Mary Catholic Church in Greektown on Sunday, Michelle Piron, president of the parish council, said it makes sense to take common sense precautions now. Maybe what? just not going to those churches is <laughs> is good precaution to take. But if you believe right. that that holy water is is protecting you, it's blessed. By, it's blessed. Yeah. It shouldn't be contaminated, should it? Or you know it's just straight up fucking Evian water you just got from the fucking 7-Eleven down the street <laughs> and fucking poured that bitch in there. Your magic spells are not effective <laughs> at, you know, removing illness from this water that's standing around. <sighs> Apparently it's not just Detroit. In Miami, there has been a similar pattern of Catholic churches dropping their sacred rituals, which have been shown in the past to cause numerous health concerns. Yeah. Amid an effort to prevent coronavirus spread in, in Miami, Catholics will no longer find holy water at the entrance of some churches. Temporarily emptying the holy water fonts at the church doors is one of the precautions the Archdiocese of Miami suggested on Monday. The, the Archdiocese of Miami also suggested priests ask parishioners to avoid going to church if they feel unwell, <laughs> avoid sharing the chalice, and avoid shaking or holding hands during the sign of peace or prayer. But they go to church to get well. <laughs> if you can't be prayed for, how are you going to get better? They can apparently cleanse your sins, but not your... Corona. Not your coronavirus. <laughs> it's good that these religious institutions are doing their part to avoid spreading a dangerous virus. That being said, you can't really deny the irony either. These same churches worship a God they believe created all living things on earth, presumably including viruses. They bless water to protect themselves, and yet their own spiritual shields are now coming after them. At least they're listening to scientists on this one instead of just praying for immunity. The, the funny thing there is uh, they're, they're doing these to help stop the spread of this virus when they are part of the virus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're spreading the God virus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> ah, and you have some things on this? Yes, I have a few more examples of uh, of the same kind of stupidity. Oh, okay. Uh, from CNN. Uh, when Episcopal congregants receive Holy Communion this weekend, many of them may, may choose not to dip the consecrated bread into the single shared chalice. Yeah. Some Catholic churches simply won't be using the cup during communion. And when worshipers of both traditions exchange the sign of peace, they'll wave or bump elbows instead of the typical <laughs> handshakes or hugs. 
church has gotten hip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those are just a handful of the precautions that the Episcopal Diocese of Chicago and the Roman Catholic Archdiocese of Chicago are are each taking to help prevent the spread of coronavirus in their congregations. Both institutions have issued guidelines to clergy, priests, and other congregation leaders as more cases of coronavirus are identified across their region. And as coronavirus continues to spread around the world, religious leaders across several faith traditions are modifying practices and adjusting services. Churches are offering mass online mass online and on TV. Synagogues may stream readings of the Scroll of Esther for, for Purim. Muslim pilgr- pilgrimages uh, of Umrah are temporarily suspended. Yeah, I saw that one. Here's a look at some of the ways that religions are adapting to the threat of the coronavirus. Um, in Bethlehem, doors are closed at the Church of the Nativity, considered to the birthplace of Jesus. And across Manger Square, the uh, Omar Ben Khattab Mosque stands empty as well. The Church of the Nativity, regarded as the birth is closed over fears of the coronavirus. <laughs> Everyone get that one? Uh-huh. Yep, yep. <laughs> I know that one well. I read that book. In Rome, Pope Francis won't be giving his weekly Sunday greeting at the window in St. Peter's Square, but will offer it by video instead. Vatican said Saturday in a statement, which is kind of weird because isn't that window like way away from everybody it is but i think the i think i think the pope's got it <laughs> well i think it's probably more that he's concerned about the parishioners no, he's who sick. would be going there like that him not going to the window means that there won't be a mass massive well, crush yeah. of people who all gather in st peter's square to see the pope right? but the last time the pope was oh, at the window right, right, right. he was sick oh yeah he was he couldn't like get words like he kept coughing and like uh, he couldn't physically like do it. He's been poping himself. So that's why I'm like, I'm being all <laughs> serious. I'm like, if the Pope had the coronavirus, they wouldn't fucking tell us. May. Yeah. Well, uh, the maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. Cause he, there's cause at first they said, well, the Pope is ill, so he's not going to be giving these talks anymore. And we don't want to have the crowd and stuff. But yeah, there, there's the video of him. The last time he went to the window where he was, he could barely get a sentence out without coughing. And I want to, <laughs> Pretty much, as he's <laughs> coughing into the crowd. Yeah. When he's got the corona. <laughs> Vatican City reported its first, or according to Ryan's second, coronavirus <laughs> case on Friday, and the Vatican dispelled reports that Pope Francis had been tested for coronavirus, saying he only had a cold. Meanwhile, churches in many, sorry to make you look... Uh, well, that's what they say. Remember. They also say they don't <laughs> rape little kids. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Um, meanwhile, churches in many cities in the north of Italy, uh, suspended their Ash Wednesday services with some offering, with some offering masses online or on local television. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has closed several temples and limited or temporarily suspended gatherings in Hong Kong, Mongolia, South Korea, Japan, and Seattle. Um, the Presbyterian Church... Uh, USA's Office of Theology and Worship has assured worshipers that they can decide to limit church participation or not without fear of judgment. It also encouraged people who decide to stay home because they uh, are sick to engage in other ways, including prayer circles, small groups, and social media. So, yeah, why would uh, why would God need to change yeah. anything ever? Well, it's interesting how how times have changed how people react and where they go for valuable 
life-saving information, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. just 200 years ago, most people would be turning to their religious faith leaders for information about this and for assistance in helping them stop the spread of it and their guidance and, and help from God in ensuring that nobody else would become ill from it, that would, that it would stop spreading around the world. Right. And I think we've reached a tipping point where now religious people understand that a lot of the things they believe aren't fucking helpful at all in their daily lives. It may offer some bit of emotional comfort and solace to them in times of need and, uh, and, and some community for them if they're lonely or, you know, it's just a tradition that they've decided to continue exercising, but they don't go to their religious leaders to help solve real world issues anymore. Yeah. They, they go to the doctor. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And again, when the rubber meets the road, all of a, all of a sudden faith goes out the window Mm -hmm. and, and they're relying on science. And, and I, I, This, this might work, it might not work. But you know how they always say there's no atheists in foxholes? Mm-hmm. Well, now we know that there's no Christians in church when there's a viral outbreak. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. just as succinct. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You should, you should post that out to the social medias, put it on our page. Yeah, I just, like I say, though, it, it, it's interesting to me how much things have changed over the last couple centuries about where people go for information and help and they don't turn to their churches for it anymore. I mean if they need if they need some community assistance, if they're if they need some help financially, stuff like that, if they're grieving, you know, it's in times of emotional need or sometimes financial need that they'll turn to resources from their faith organizations, yeah. but they don't look to them for help for uh a lot of mental issues or for physical ailments anymore. And that's not true across the board, but it's more and it's becoming more and more true all the time for people of all religious stripes. Yeah. I was actually, we had to go do our, our yearly computer based training this last week, basically spent eight hours on a computer doing bullshit classes. FISMA time. Yeah. And, uh, the suicide prevention one came up on there and it gives you the scenarios and it's like, Johnny's going to kill himself. What should you do? <laughs> and I'm going through the answers, and I'm like, well, I wouldn't do that. And, of course, that's the one. Take him to the chaplain. Oh, no. Really? Yeah. That was, that that was, part, that was part of the answer. It, it was take, part of the answer was, you know, t- talk to him, make sure he doesn't, make sure he's not alone, and take him to go see the chaplain. No. Well, why is the chaplain that's what I'm like, I'm like, I wouldn't, I'm like, I'm not going to take him to the chaplain. I wouldn't want to go to the fucking chaplain. <sighs> What? Well, and even then, the chaplain isn't going to fix this the problem. No. He's going to maybe offer a bit of counseling, but will refer it out to somebody who actually hope. Well, hopefully, this is what they do: refer it out to somebody who actually has training. Well, even like when we do our monthly get-together things, our town hall type meetings, talk about what's going on on base, and the chaplain always gives his little spiel. He's the one that talks about suicide prevention, mm-hmm. and the last number he gives is the hotline. He gives his number, his wife's number, his assistant's number for people to call. And also, yeah, that's down there, too. It's wrong order. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it could be that, you know, people feel more comfortable speaking with somebody that they know or at least are acquainted with. And it's also the Army. Yeah. But even then, I mean, unless that person has specialized training in suicide prevention. Yeah. That's not the best resource. It's not the first resource that you should be calling for that. I mean, he does segregate the men and women already. Yeah. 
which is kind of funny. I thought I'm like, like you do a males only Bible study class and your wife does the women's only Bible study class. Like you won't even mix genders together for your Bible studies. <laughs> well, you know, if we we can we can talk about some things in the men's that we shouldn't talk, talk about, about in the women's, women's and vice versa, because then there's going to be questions yeah. about, wait, you're, I, I as a woman shouldn't be talking in church and I shouldn't be teaching people anything and I'm valued at however many shekels and if I'm raped then I need to marry my rapist that well it's probably more like really bad so we won't talk about these things in the women's bible study the, the men don't need to learn about new Betty Crocker recipes that's probably the, the deal <laughs> yeah they're just you know explaining the current the upcoming bake sale during the yeah. women's bible studies huh. and the men probably just watch football yeah All right, well, we got more news on the way after this little break. Aloha, everybody. This is Nico Gonzalez, former Jehovah's Witness and a content producer for the Conversations with God podcast. Be on the lookout for my own show, coming soon, called If I Was God. You're listening to The Godless Revolution. Oh, my God. (laughs) Look at these derps going on a church trip. Derp, derp, derp. Wait, what's going on? Are we on a church trip? Did you and that turd set us up? Why would you do this? It'll be fun. Take me back, Shelby. No, it'll be fun. You're the one here. Stop battling. Stop fighting Stop me. Stop battling. It's too late. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! So there's been some fuckery at BYU. Again? Always. Always. <laughs> <laughs> Jeans by me a cook. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, so I, I noticed... It's been, I think, a couple weeks ago. Um, I have friends, a lot of friends who are members of the LGBTQ yeah. community, of course. And I noticed a lot of them were super excited about what they viewed as a dramatic shift in attitudes and um, penalties okay. for uh, same-sex relationships at BYU. Apparently, there was... So a new policy decision that came down or a new handbook that came down that had what they thought were changes in how the LDS church would view uh, same-sex behavior. Basically like, oh, we won't be punished for being us. Yeah, yeah. And at the time I thought, mm, this doesn't really ring true to me. Like the church, if they were going to make a change like this, it wouldn't be that subtle and it wouldn't be only on campus. Like they would have revamped things across the board for the entire church, not just what goes on at BYU. Right. And it wouldn't have been at only that school because the church owns more than one college or university. Idaho and Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. And so, for this to come out of only one institution within the church, not be spread out everywhere, mm-hmm. and to have it be very vague and people reading a whole lot into it. I mean, you know, kudos to them for not sharing a lot of the harmful attitudes that come down from church leadership at the top, but they should have known better. Yeah. <laughs> because it wasn't going to last. Yeah. It was not at all the church's intention to broadcast that they were changing their views and attitudes toward 
homosexuality or homosexual behavior or same sex desires or whatever euphemism the church wants to use for allowing people to love who they love. The disgrace of your eternal family. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Bringing shame on your eternal family, not being able to even have an eternal Uh. family. Uh, This, this story actually uh, comes to us from, Deseret News, which is owned by the church, owned by the LDS church, but it's also the most comprehensive bit of coverage about this whole debacle that I found anywhere. It's not entirely fair or accurate. Of course, it's a little biased. And when we see those bits of bias, we'll be sure to point them out while we're going through this. But this was written on March 4th. Uh, The headline says new letter clarifies update to BYU's honor code following weeks of confusion. Of course, God is not the master of confusion. Right. Oh, I was, was going to say, well, then who is? <laughs> letter, the letter reiterates that, quote, lasting joy comes when we live the spirit as well as the letter of God's laws. Provo. After two weeks of widespread confusion about an update to its honor code, BYU tweeted, because everybody, that's, that's this is how policy is yes. done now, is through tweet. A letter clarifying the update and what it means for student behavior. Quote, same-sex romantic behavior cannot lead to eternal marriage and is therefore not compatible with the principles in the honor code, said the letter, which was written by Elder Paul V. Johnson, Commissioner of the Church Educational System of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, otherwise known as the Mormons. The letter that was sent out clarifying it, uh, says to students, faculty, and staff of the church education system. Recently, the language of the principle-based church educational system honor code was updated. Those adjustments included significant doctrinal and behavioral matters that have led to much discussion and some misinterpretation. Mm. Out of respect for all concerned, we are providing the following clarifying statement. One change to the honor code language that has raised questions was the removal of a section on, quote, homosexual behavior. The moral standards of the church did not change with the recent release of the general handbook or the updated honor code. There is and always has been more to living the Lord's standard of a chaste and virtuous life than refraining from sexual relations outside of marriage. Lasting joy comes when we live the spirit as well as the letter of God's laws. Mm. A foundational doctrine of the restored gospel of Jesus Christ is that marriage between a man and a woman is ordained of God and that the family is central to the Creator's plan for the eternal destiny of his children. This comes, of course, from the family of proclamation to the world, which we'll talk about a little bit here in a bit, I'm sure. Church leaders have long taught these principles. Same-sex romantic behavior cannot lead to eternal marriage and is therefore not compatible with the principles included in the Honor Code. We are grateful for the commitment that all students and employees in the church educational system make to live the principles and spirit of the Honor Code. And it's signed by this... Dickweed. Asshole. (laughs) Lasting joy, he added, comes when we live the spirit as well as the letter of God's laws. The update to the Honor Code for BYU and other church schools became public on February 19th, the same day the church published its updated and revised general handbook, a guide of instructions and policies for leaders and members. 
The church educational system honor code applies to students and staff at BYU, BYU-Idaho, BYU-Hawaii, LDS Business College, soon to be renamed Ensign College. Ooh. And Wait, B- wasn't that the law firm that's being sued? Uh, it's Ensign. Ens- it's not a law firm. That's the, oh, their, whole, their well, funding. Yeah, yeah their, their financial. Yeah, yeah. And BYU Pathway Worldwide. The Honor Code update removed a section on homosexual behavior that had prohibited all forms of of same-sex intimacy in or out of marriage. So when they removed that, it was noticed right away because, and this is what is a little heartbreaking. And at the same time, I'm like, just get the fuck out, people, (laughs) is there are a lot of gay and lesbian members and trans and bi and, and, you know, all the people in the rainbow who are also members of the LDS church. And so they just keep hoping that the church will one day change Change. its views on whether or not they are as worthy of God's teachings and commandments as everybody else. And it's heartbreaking to me that they base their lives on waiting for this bullshit religion to tell them that it's okay to be who they are. Yeah. Yeah. And so every time there's a change to the church's handbook, they scan through it to see, oh, am I, am I a regular person now? Am (laughs) Am I I a real boy? (laughs) Am I, am I a real boy now, Geppetto? So they scan through and they see that, oh, this whole section on homosexual behavior is just not there anymore. I guess now it's okay to be me. And they go out and there were, I saw uh, several clips on the news of people kissing in the main square at BYU, same-sex people yeah. kissing, hugging, holding hands on BYU campus. And I'm sure all of those people now may be called into disciplinary councils mm-hmm. or the honor code office for review of their behaviors on campus because they should not have been doing those things. And in the view of the LDS church, we're wrong to have even thought that it was possible that they should be able to do those things. And I understand when people say, well, it's a school that's owned by the church and the church gets to decide how it's ran. Okay. Sure. Fine. Yeah. You're also being fucking assholes. Mm -hmm. That doesn't matter who runs it. You're being a fucking asshole. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, the, it would be the same argument if the, if it was like a, a school for Nazis, right? Like, yeah, you can, you're, you're sure, still it's a Nazis. school for Nazis and that's fine. You can organize an entire school toward, for Nazism if you want as a private institution, but it doesn't change the fact that you're fucking assholes. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying that it's a private institution and I can do what I want doesn't mean that you're not an asshole. It doesn't make it any better. Yeah. So... This has not been good for a whole lot of people. Uh, Wednesday's letter was sent to students and employees at all church educational system schools. The school also released a Q&A with Honor Code Director Kevin Ut. Ut said the school recognizes some people will continue to feel isolation and pain. And he asked for understanding. Of who? The people that are in pain or? <laughs> of the people who are causing the pain, oh, I'm sure. Okay. We encourage all members of our campus community to reach out to those who are personally affected with this or with sensitivity, love, and respect. Better not be gay, love. But how can you really be sensitive, loving, and respectful if you're when you're telling the person that you should not be who you are? Yeah. I, I bet I bet uh, uh, there were some some Nazi SS soldiers that were very loving and respectful while they killed people. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, sorry that you were born, that you were born into the Jewish faith, but yeah. them's the, them's the bricks, man. Did, did I just go Godwin or was them it, the... I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't bring up Hitler. I just brought up the SS. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so among those feeling isolated on Wednesday was Carolyn McKenzie, a 23 year old junior majoring in music. She carried a sign at the rally that said, my family doesn't want me. Now my school, BYU is home. So apparently this 23 year old person is being disowned by their family and thought, well, that's okay because I'm attending BYU and now it's okay to be me here at school. And nope. And then had that rug yanked out from under them. Quote, we want people to know that this isn't just about a letter or a clause in the honor code, she said. These are real students with real experiences and real heartbreak. Mackenzie said coming out to her family was a painful experience and the relationship became toxic. She had nowhere to go for Christmas, but she had fashioned a network of people at BYU who were supporting her, including school counselors, she said. It feels now like the home I've created doesn't want me, she said. I'm feeling like I have to choose between my sexuality and a school, which is, I mean, it's, I understand that she feels that way, but I don't quite understand why any of this changes that. Like, it's not like the school has changed and they didn't change. So, you know, prior to this, it still wasn't okay because the school didn't want you and you know, you still should have felt like you had to choose between your sexuality and a school because this was what they were teaching before. Yeah. And then you thought that they had changed it, but they hadn't. And now you're feeling this alienating thing because of this not change, (laughs) which is a little baffling to me. Like, or it's maybe it's the church's reaffirming you are a piece of shit. Type in the attitude. church's beliefs. In yeah. the church's belief. Yeah, yeah. No, not like in a worldly <laughs> belief, but in their church's belief, I was speaking as the church there. Yeah. We don't think you're a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it has sucked for a whole lot of people. Um, let's see. The rally came one day after President M. Russell Ballard, acting president of the, ch- of the church's Quorum of the Twelve Apostles, addressed students and taught from the Bible about the two great commandments to love God by keeping his commandments and to love your neighbor in the context of the campus discussion. Marginalizing and persecuting people based on age, gender, nationality, religious preferences, or anything else can be hurtful or misunderstood, he said. (sighs) My God, can he just not say that you shouldn't fucking do it? Yeah. Marginalizing and persecuting people based on age, gender, nationality, religious preferences, or anything else can be hurtful or misunderstood. How is it? Fuck, fuck you. Just fuck, (laughs) fuck you, buddy. That it can be hurtful or misunderstood. Yeah. It can be both. And in either case, it's just fucking wrong. Like he can't come out and say, don't do this to people because it is wrong to treat people this way. No, it's, oh, it can be hurtful if you're a fucking asshole to people. No, really? Fuck, I'm shocked. And that's (laughs) like, he's towing the church's line. Yeah. Which Mm -hmm. there, I think there's probably enough members of the LDS church who completely disagree with this, but won't voice it publicly in church. Right. Won't bring it up to their higher members of the church. But it's like, you can make that difference inside the church. Fucking talk up. Speak up. Yeah. 
make your voice heard. Yeah. Well, I think people are afraid that they'll be, yeah. ex- well, it's not even considered excommunication. We could do a whole other show on that recent change <laughs> that you're no longer excommunicated you're- or disfellowshipped. They've changed the terms for that. But this is, you know, God's restored church that was perfect and is perfect that has to consistently, constantly make changes in their policies. Yeah. Ah, LGBT students at the rally said they were skeptical at first about the removal of the same gender language from the honor code, but there was little clarification other than an invitation to visit with the honor code office. Ah, which I'm sure nobody wanted to fucking do, right? Oh, you're gay. You're out. Yeah. They're all terrified of, of being called to a review board at the honor code office. So they're not going to say, Hey. I just have a question about what yeah. I can do as a same yeah. sex attracted person it's, here at BYU. They don't, like, they're not going to yeah. go in and do that. It's like those things where, where sheriff departments think it's funny and they probably catch a few people like, Hey, you want to make sure your meth is clean? Bring it down here and we'll check it for coronavirus. <laughs> we'll make sure it's not tainted. Uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, it remained clear that while the church accepts same sex marriage as the law of the land, it considers as sin. Any sexual relations outside of marriage between a man and a woman. I went and asked the honor code office if, as a gay member of the church, do I have permission to do what I see straight students do in their relationships, said Caleb Rattel, 26, a senior in manufacturing from Hayden, o- Idaho. <laughs> oh, Idaho. <laughs> I quote, I left feeling like I had a green light. So apparently he went to the honor code office and said, so in the, in the LDS faith, for those of you who don't know, the, the church's current stance these days is that it's okay to be gay, lesbian, bi, trans, whatever, but Just no sex. Yeah. You cannot act on your same sex attraction. Yeah. It's, it's okay. It's just your, your little cross to bear that God is, you know, afflicted you with this disease yeah. of you, being same-sex attracted. If you still want the ability to pay us 10% for the rest of your life, you can't go fucking. Yeah, this is just this is just a trial that God has given you. It's 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 an unfortunate thing that you'll just have to deal with, but it just means you're extra blessed cuz he's given you a challenge that he didn't give to everybody else <laughs> cuz he knows you're strong enough to do it that you cannot act on same-sex attraction. It's okay to it's okay to be to have those feelings, you just can't act on yeah. them. Yeah. And so when this person who attends BYU, Caleb Rattel attends BYU, went to the honor code office to say, hey, well, now that this is no longer in the handbook, is it okay for me as a gay person to Express act that. on those same-sex attractions? Well, and, as as the other students were. So probably not yeah. like, the, like the, the, the hand-holding or... Maybe a hug yeah, still, or still, still presumably not supposed to have premarital sex yeah. or anything like that. But yeah, that you can the, kiss, hug, hold hands, yeah. you know, public stuff. intimacy. Yeah. Right. Um, and felt, and, and says that he left feeling like he had a green light. Social media reaction included other students who felt the letter provided clarity and said they were grateful for it. Elder Johnson, a general authority 70 of the church for nearly 15 years, appeared to acknowledge the confusion. He wrote in his letter that the honor code update led to much discussion and some misinterpretation. Out of respect for all concerned, we are providing the following clarifying statement. 
The moral standards of the church did not change with the recent release of the general handbook or the updated honor code. There is and always has been more to living the Lord's statement of a chaste and virtuous life than refraining from sexual relations outside of marriage. Lasting joy comes when we live the spirit as well as the letter of God's laws. Absent such a clear statement, students, alumni, and observers had debated the meaning of the honor code update. Others questioned whether that approach really did align with past church teachings, saying the churches or saying the faith's leaders long have taught caution about dating behaviors that could lead to immorality. Mm. You don't want to be touching naughty bits. You don't want to be touching your naughty bits or anybody else's naughty bits, and you definitely don't want the naughty bits to be touching the other naughty bits. But ta- touching naughty bits with consent is fun. Yes. It certainly can be for for a lot of people. Uh, Elder Johnson referred to the family, a proclamation to the world in his letter. And part of, part of LDS, it's become kind of doctrine or canon within the LDS church is this proclamation to the family. And I, I should have possibly pulled up the history on it, but I have, I have the proclamation to the family or it's called. Excuse me, my throat's giving out on me. It's called The Family, A Proclamation to the World. The First Presidency and Council of the Twelve Apostles of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints came up with this and published it a while ago. And whenever I see it, it bothers me when I go to Costco and they've got some traveling art show in there and it has... Oh, they're selling the... And it has all of this LDS accoutrement there, the white Jesus paintings and, you know, a lot of fancy framed bits of the the family the proclamation to the world and every time i go past it and there's some smiling idiot there <laughs> selling it i always make sure that i speak very loudly in my passive aggressive utah way <laughs> and, and as we're walking by say something about why do they have this bigoted stuff on display here at the costco i wish this shit would go away Part of that is because of specific parts of the proclamation, particularly, particularly bad are this, are toward the end, um, under the heading of the family and then we warn and then we call upon. Yeah. So we're not going to read the entire proclamation, but this part of the, of the proclamation is under the heading, the family says the family is ordained of God. Marriage between man and woman is essential to his eternal plan. Children are entitled to birth within the bonds of matrimony and to be reared by a father and a mother who with, who honor marital vows with complete fidelity. Happiness in family life is most likely to be achieved when founded upon the teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ. Successful marriages and families are established and maintained on principles of faith, prayer, repentance, forgiveness, respect, love, compassion, work, and wholesome recreational activities <laughs> bingo <laughs> by by divine design fathers are to preside over their families in love and righteousness and are responsible to provide the necessities of life and protection for their families ah maintain the patriarchy yeah so this is where we're laying down the laws of mm. who should be doing what in the relationship mothers are primarily responsible for the nurture of their children In these sacred responsibilities, fathers and mothers are obligated to help one another as equal partners. No, that's that's not equal at all. How does that work out to be equal? Yeah. Disability, death, or other circumstances may necessitate individual adaptation. 
Extended families should lend support when needed. Following that section. <laughs> I wonder how they handle situations where necessity requires role reversal. Ooh, role playing. Well, yeah. Well, it, it says right there that, you know, it may necessitate individual adaptation, which is a weird way of saying that things evolve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your family may not be this way. Like the, everything isn't black and white and there are circumstances in which this shouldn't be used as like the, the only and best way to live your life. Like if mom is at her Betty hmm. Crocker meeting and dinner isn't made yet, you get to make your own. <laughs> That's <laughs> what we call an individual adaptation. Yes. <laughs> that was necessitated. Yeah. Cause you're hungry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now, how do we use that stove? What <laughs> following all of that is a paragraph that starts with, we warn. Yeah. It says, we warn that individuals who violate covenants of chastity, who abuse spouse or offspring, or who fail to fulfill family responsibilities will one day stand accountable before God. You didn't cook that steak right. We warn you that you'll be responsible and accountable before God. Further, we warn that the disintegration of the family will bring upon individuals, communities, and nations the calamities foretold by ancient and modern prophets. Fucking Mike. (laughs) Mike the modern prophet. Yeah. This is is how this ends. (laughs) The last paragraph yeah, in the proclamation says, we call upon responsible citizens and officers of government everywhere to promote these measures designed to maintain and strengthen the family as the fundamental unit of society. society. <laughs> copyright so in 1995 and then another copyright in 2008. So obviously there was a change made in 2008. Well, and it's, I mean, this is, this is hung on the walls of every true believing Mormon family that I know of. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. every LDS family that I have ever been inside their house, this has been on the wall somewhere. Usually near the front door. Yeah. It's supposed to be. Yeah. And I wonder if they read the whole thing. Like it starts out kind of nice and flowery, you know, it talks about the first presidency and human, all human beings. And it talks about the premortal existence and then talks about the first commandment that God gave Adam. And it's all this, you know, but ancient mythology bullshit. And then toward the end, it gets really fucking dark. Their panties are so wet after reading the first three, they don't even get to the rest. <laughs> They're like, oh, like, isn't this great? <laughs> let's go. Maybe we'll have to take off our garments tonight, honey. <laughs> Some full skin on skin. But so, yeah, it's been, it's been really terrible for a lot of the people there at BYU. And I, I feel badly for them that they have Can't be gone treated through like this. normal citizens. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I question why they would choose to continue associating with a church that tells yeah. them over and over and over again that they aren't as good as other people. And like students that. You know, it's like there are more colleges to go to. And I wonder if some of them are like, well, my parents would only pay for me to go to college if it was at BYU thinking it would change me or help me. And they're like, fuck, yeah, I'll take that free education because college is fucking expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't see why you'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm a gay student. I am choosing BYU. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know why anybody nice. would say that unless they're LDS. But then too, if you're gay or lesbian or bi or trans, I don't know why you would stay in, stay the, in the LDS church anyway. Or, or, or almost any religion for that matter. I know some are getting better and they're being shunned for doing it. Like a lot of the Protestant religions where they're like, oh, mm-hmm. wait. Uh, you're being deflocked because you're promoting or you're allowing a lesbian to lead the church and or a woman yeah, even. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was the one that I saw that, that was not that long ago where it was a woman that was the head of the church and she was like, oh yeah, lesbians, gays, you're all welcome here. And they're like, oh, whoa, wait, wait a minute. We might. This isn't your decision uh, to make here, Missy. Yeah. Settle down now. Simadana. We need to get a man in here. Didn't you read that last thing we told you about? <laughs> you got responsibilities, lady. Mm-hmm. And it's raising them kids. Mm-hmm. Which we're going to force you to have 12 of. <laughs> yeah, it's just rough. I feel bad for everybody involved. And I really just wish that it were easier for you to to dissociate yourselves from a harmful ideology in the people who are espousing that ideology and forcing their beliefs on you. You may share some religious beliefs with them, but clearly you don't think that you're less of a person no. for being who you are. And I don't know, maybe, maybe explore other options, learn that there are other religions out there that you could participate in other build other communities. I know atheists of Utah is has tried to set up a community for people outside the church or other just hobbies that you're involved with. And it's not find other community prospects. There's enough people there. You can build your own community. Yeah. Yeah. That too. Maybe you could start your own LGBTQ version of Mormonism. I don't know why you would. Please don't do that. No, yeah, don't <laughs> Forget do that. Forget I said anything like that. that, would, that would just well, when I say you create your own community, you don't have to make it a religious community. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll get that. I yeah. see what you're saying now. Okay. Well, that'll wrap things up for us this evening. We will be doing a Patreon portion of the show. We'll be talking politics during yeah. that portion because there's been a lot, a lot going on in politics recently that we want to talk about. And we haven't done like a dedicated, devoted Patreon bit for a little bit. So we'll be doing that for Mm -hmm. our Patreon patrons. If you would like to become a Patreon patron, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash godless revolution, where you can sign up and become a Patreon patron for as little as a dollar per episode. Yeah. Where you get fun and exciting things like extended outtakes, uh, stuff from the cutting room floor. You get the episode before everybody else. You get longer episodes sometimes. Sometimes you get dedicated episodes just for Patreon patrons. And basically, you get to hear every time I really fuck up. <laughs> well, yeah. We release stuff that you know isn't, isn't great for maybe mass public consumption, but for our small number of Patreon uh. patrons. You, you all can get some special stuff from us. <laughs> uh, yeah. I also want to say congratulations to Savita Kuna, who was our most recent drawing yep. winner or yeah. Drawing winner. I mean, it was, yeah. it was kind of a drawing, well, not really, but. Well, it was, no, it wasn't a drawing. It was recent winner of prizes. He was number three to email us. Prize. Yes. Yes. And I actually just got that in the mail a few days ago and I had written a little note that I was going to include in it and had some errands to run and left the note behind (laughs) and ended up just sending this, this prize 
to Savid. Surprise! That like doesn't say that it's from Godless Rebel. Like oh. it has my name and, and address and is but just this prize that he won I with think, no context. So I, I think need to he's send smart him a enough message. to figure it out. Yeah. Well, I and I've been meaning to send a message like since the day that I put it in the mail and I just keep forgetting and then getting busy with other things. So I will try to remember to send a message after we record today yeah. so that he has that message before hearing it on the episode. If I don't, then then here you go. Congratulations, Savine. There, there I, I just handed Dan his pen so he could write himself a message to remind himself. <laughs> send note to Savine. There we go. Okay. So before we go, though, I want to make sure that we thank our existing Patreon patrons because you guys keep the show going. That would be, you start. Alan Firth. Christy Kalbach. Gatheist. Steven Andrews. Let me Kofefe. Two Skeptical Chaps. Vanessa. Don't be a Richard. Nico Gonzalez. Ali Olson. Tim Jacobson. Utah Outcast. Wesley Aaron. Andrew Vodopich. Jeremy Goodson. Brandy Hamrick. Jeff Peterson. Arthur Geschwind. Megan Mitchell. Janet Uter. Savita Kuna. Taylor Grin. Purple Dragon. Captain Samples. Corey Ebert. Freethinker215 and comic book guy support Church of Satan. Worst podcast ever. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all very, very much for your patronage. We appreciate it very much. That'll wrap things up for us. And so until next week, crucify any school that thinks it has to have an honor code system for people so that they can't be who they are. And leave us a review if you're out of toilet paper, and so are the stores. <laughs> and rate the show five times a day toward holy Corona water. <laughs> Crucify hoarders of toilet paper. Some people. <laughs> oh, did I fuck yours up? Oh, I can change mine. <laughs> uh, let's see. <laughs> I was like, I was going the toilet paper route too. <laughs>